discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Putting our hands together, rising up on our feet, giving honor to whom Anna is due. Let's welcome Reverend Isaac Otibuatin to bring us the ministration. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you kindly lift up your right hand towards heaven and just thank God for this opportunity to be in his presence and to hear his word? Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for this glorious opportunity, Lord. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that your word proceeds with power. As a fire that consumes. As hammer that breaks. As a sword that pierces. Thank you that every single challenge is solved through the power of your word. And thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who makes the word of God active. Thank you so much. We acknowledge your presence and receive your word with meekness and gladness. Thank you, Lord. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Wow. Hallelujah. It's good to be here. The last time I came here was probably two or three years ago. Two years ago, yes. I came with Dr. Philip. Uh, give us a wave. He's a pastor in church as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I came with uh, pastor and elder Mrs. Ankapong. Can you give us a wave as well? They are also, he's a pastor in church and she's an elder in church. And they, they just got married just about a month ago or so. So they are enjoying. I pray that you receive the blessings of marital bliss in Jesus name amen he's also my project manager as well in church yeah it's a wonderful man of God praise the Lord hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, I'm honored to be here I want to greet all your executives and um, congratulate them for a job well done I think they are doing well isn't it give them a round of applause if you think they are doing well wow. hallelujah and I was, I was especially glad when I heard of the theme for the year, which is a closer walk with God. There's nothing um, more important than desiring a closer walk with God. I think that's why we are here on earth. So it's very excited. And even to hear about um, designing the true voice of God as the focus for the semester was a very exciting thing for me. Hallelujah. So I have the opportunity of trying to open it up. I know a lot of speakers have spoken about it already. I'm just also going to add a, something to it as well. Praise the Lord. 
So I want to share some few things in the next, I think I have an hour, isn't it? Yeah, in the next one hour with you. Our attempt, because it's a, it's a huge subject. Uh, this is a subject that can be treated in a whole year. Yes, so I'll just try and um, say something about it, which will, might cause you to think and stay up to desire for even some more. Praise the Lord. So discerning the true voice of God. I want us to start reading from John chapter 10. Discerning the true voice of God. The true voice of God. Meaning that there are other voices, isn't it? Is that not what it says? I mean, immediately you are, you, you are alerted with um, that fact. You become aware of it. <laughs> I want us to go to John chapter 10 from verse 1. There are other voices. The Bible mentions how that there are maybe many kinds of voices and none of them is without signification. There are various voices that are in the world. There's the voice of the world. Even the world itself has a voice. You know, the world we are in has a voice. And the voice of the world keeps getting louder and louder, especially in our generation. It's not a, it's not a small thing. If you watch E on DSTV, I don't know if you know about E. There's a channel called E. If you watch it for one day, you may, you may not know what will happen to you. I mean, because every, there's so much focus on the world. There's no talk about anything beyond this world and how that there's something that, that exists after this place. They talk about your body, your body type, your body shape, how big your bottoms are, how smooth your hips, your hips are, all kinds of things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like I'm in another place. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm in the church. I'm in church, right? So I can, I can feel free. I can talk. These are things that are in the world. We are talking about discerning the true voice of God. So there are other voices. There are so many things around. So many things around. I mean, the Kardashians have destroyed everything. Just 10 years ago, everything was fine. It was getting destroyed, but it wasn't at, as quick as it is now. But in the last 10 years, since 2007, when she came up on the scene, it's been a very, the degradation has just increased over the years. It's been very fast. Right now, everybody cares about taking pictures, you know, with their faces and all that. Mr. Bean was the one who used to do that, but now everybody does it. We call it selfies and all. So many voices. If you're not careful, you will never ever um, be quiet on the outside to want to hear God from the inside. Because the outside pulls you so much. I don't know about you, but I have challenges with waking up in the morning and taking my... The first thing I, I end up taking is my phone. I don't know if it has ever happened to you in your life. The way you're looking at me, it's like you're very, very... It's like, I'm, I'm asking God to help me. Because the first thing that happens is my phone. And the first thing you'd want to check is WhatsApp to see if you have messages. Is it true? Yeah. yeah. So if the pastor is also praying to God, I don't know what the members are going to do. <laughs> There's a huge voice of the world that pulls you. The pride of life. The last of the flesh. The last of the eyes. All summed up, you know, as the voice of the world pulling you trying to take your attention off God and put your attention on things that do not matter and the voice of the world informs the voice of your your own flesh do you see your spirit has a voice and the voice of your spirit is called uh, the inward witness if you like um, the conscience the intuition like some people call it then your soul also has a voice do you see? Your soul's voice is your thoughts, actually. Hallelujah. Then your body also has a voice. 
that's your, your sense, your, it, it, it even goes into your emotions as well. So if you're not careful, your emotions will also lead you. Your thoughts will lead you. Okay? A lot of things, a lot of voices all over. There's, there's the voice of our parents. If you're not careful, your parents will lead you in life. I don't know if, <laughs> if I'm being prophetic or something. You know, if you're not, you're, you're, don't marry this one, don't do this, don't go here, don't do that. They will just control your life. There's also a huge voice that also tries to become the voice of God for us. Yeah. Voice of friends. The friends. There are some who are, everything they do is because of a friend. It's because some friends are talking to them. You know, and they are leading them on to various things. You have some guys, some ladies around who determine how you look, how you dress, how you walk, how you talk. Huge voice. They can either lead you astray or lead you to God. Various kinds of voices. But we want to descend, we want to talk about the voice of God. Do you see? That's our focus for today. I could have spoken about any of those things, but this is the voice of God. And in John chapter 10 from verse, from verse 1, Jesus starts a discourse, very, very important discourse concerning how we can hear from God or, or how God talks to us. Okay, and he makes some very, very important statements I want us to have a look at. Okay? Okay, so he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entered not by the door into a sheepfold, but climbed up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So there are thieves in the Bible. Jesus mentions them. The one who does not climb up the right way, who does not come in the right way. You know, when ministries, some people are starting ministry, they don't, there are people in ministry who don't have anybody who is their father. Or they don't come from somebody. They are like Elijah the Tishbite. They just appeared on the scene. But there's nothing like that actually. Hallelujah. Even Jesus was introduced. Even Jesus was introduced by John the Baptist. So you must be introduced. Hallelujah. Even the Holy Spirit was introduced. The Holy Spirit was introduced by Jesus. Everybody must be introduced. Do you see? So Jesus is talking about them. He says, he that entered in not by the door, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entered in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. The one who enters in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. So who is the door? The next thing. To him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice and, the, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. If you go on you realize that Jesus is the, the door and the porter is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who opens for the sheep to come. That's why some people don't struggle in ministry because we're not introduced right. They were not introduced right. Nobody introduced them. They just happened on the scene and they are trying to have sheep. The sheep will not respond to The sheep belongs to somebody. They belong to God. And he releases the sheep if you have come through the right way. Yeah. The door is, is Jesus Christ. And there are people he's designated as chief shepherds who must introduce other shepherds. Do you see? When you introduce me, you mentioned that we have 18 churches. These are ch- thriving churches. They are working. Because those who are pastoring those churches came, were introduced. I put them there and said, this person is a pastor. This person, this one, he's a pastor. And he can do the job. That is why the sheep respond to them. But there are people who struggle for years and nothing is happening because they don't, they've not done the right thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you are thinking of going the way of Elijah. I'm saying this to change your mind so that you go the right way. I have a father. My father in the Lord is Reverend George. He introdu- I preached here because he introduced me here. Yeah. The first time I preached here, he introduced me. And I preached here. That was several years ago, probably five or six years ago. He introduced me. Someone must introduce you. Yeah. When you are introduced, the sheep automatically responds to you. There's a porter, there's a door. The porter is the Holy Spirit, the door is Jesus Christ. 
go back to verse 3, please. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Leadeth them out. There's only one shepherd. His name is Jesus Christ. He's called the good shepherd. He's also called the chief shepherd. If you read in 1 Peter chapter 5, from verse 1 but won't, verse 1 will not help you verse 4 is okay he says that and when the chief shepherd shall appear you shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away he was talking to other shepherds you see he was talking to other shepherds and he said that if you do what you're supposed to do well from verse 1 he mentions how that uh, don't be a ruler of the of the sheep with force and don't feed them with the right word you see he says um the elders which are among you are exhort which i'm also an elder uh, uh, and a witness of the of the of the whatever concerning Christ is feed the flock of God feed the flock of God which is among you taking oversight thereof not by constraint but willingly nor for filthy looker but of a ready mind so this is a shepherd Peter called himself a shepherd and he was writing to other shepherds then he said take care of the flock that God has given to you taking oversight thereof not by constraint but willingly not for filthy looker but of a ready mind then he says neither as being lords of our God's heritage but being examples to the flock then he says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear. So there's a chief shepherd. Say there's a chief shepherd. And it is his voice that the sheep hear. Okay? It is his voice. Jesus is a shepherd. He's a chief shepherd. And he talks to his sheep. There's a video that is around. I remember I was sharing along this line some time ago in church. And I showed a, a, a video of a shepherd who was calling his sheep. He allowed some three people to come and try to call the sheep. One came and, and did this something, but it wasn't happening. They didn't mind him. They were still grazing, they were feeding, they didn't mind him. Then the next person came and made another noise. <laughs> they didn't mind the, they didn't mind him. Then the third person came also to come and make some noise. They didn't mind him. Then the shepherd himself came. When he came, he said, Oh Baja, oh Baja. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Oh Baja, oh Baja. Eh. All the sheep as told us some automatic thing inside them that caused them to hear the voice of their shepherd. All of a sudden, they stopped grazing and were looking for him. And when they saw him, all of them, about a thousand sheep, they were all following him. When he goes this way, they all follow him. When he goes this way, they all follow him. When he goes this way, they all follow him. So the number one qualification to hear the voice of God is the born-again experience. So long as you are born again, there's an automatic setup within that causes you to hear the voice of your of your shepherd without any mistake it's, 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 you see a lot of children of god think that they need to do a lot before they can hear god actually it's not like that by virtue of your born again experience if you were a sheep and you become a sheep by virtue of your born again experience if you were a sheep it is finished you can hear the voice of god look at what he says unless jesus was lying this is jesus who is jesus jesus is god at once <laughs> he's God at once. That's what Romans chapter 9 says. He says he's God at once. Do you see? And when the chief... Oh, no, go back to John, John chapter 10. Um, I think we're in verse 4. So you, you have to know that you hear the voice of God. We relate to God by faith. Something called faith. Faith is I have not seen, but I believe. Faith is I don't feel it, but I believe. So in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says that for we walk by faith and not by sight, not by our senses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we relate to God in faith. So even hearing from God starts in faith. You must start programming yourself that you hear God. I hear from God because of what the scriptures say. 
not because of something, but because of what the scriptures, you must believe in the scriptures as it is. Don't add anything to it. As the word of God says, just believe it. Do you understand? He says, and when he put forth his own sheep, his own sheep, it's not his own sheep, you are his sheep. Because he is responsible for your life. He says, and when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Did he say they tried to know his voice? Did he say they fast and pray to know his voice? No, he says, for they know his voice. They know his voice. Why? Because they are designed to hear his voice. And no matter who speaks, they can still tell who it is that they are supposed to follow. It is inside. It is inward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, God will be remiss to put us in a world where we have to struggle to hear him. It's not difficult to hear God. At all. You see, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, I think. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, you come at the class. It's a very powerful verse. But this is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for John's own. I was in the, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Yeah. Okay, this, this one is 2. 10. Yes, 10. Hallelujah. This is John. How many of you know John? I know you never met him, but at least you know him, isn't it? Yeah. John, the, 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 he's called John the Divine. The guy was so divine. They tried so many times to kill him, but it didn't work. They tried boiling him in hot oil. That is after they had attempted to pierce him with a sword and chop off his head. When they pierce him with a sword, the sword breaks. Then they bring bigger swords, and they all breaks. <laughs> Hard body like the car. <laughs> And they, they tried so many things. They tried chopping off his head. Anyway. They tried doing so many things. So they tried uh, 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 putting him on fire, setting him on fire. They would put a lot of firewood around him and burn him. And he'd be inside smiling. All the firewood would finish and he's still there. And they, would, they boiled him in, in oil. Can you imagine? You know oils, the oil, oil's boiling point is higher, isn't it? Than water. So it's boiled and boiled and boiled and boiled until all of the oil evaporated. And he was in the, in the boat smiling to them. He couldn't die. Very special guy. <laughs> Revelations 1.10 says, this, he, this is John talking. This is not God talking. This is John talking. He says, I was in the spirit on the lost day. So the question is, where was John before he went into the spirit? It's not a rhetorical question, actually. <laughs> where do you think he was? Where was John? Where? Where was John? He was in the flesh. How can this guy be in the flesh? This is John the divine. He can't be in the flesh. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I say he can't be in the flesh. You see, normally when we are praying, we say, I entered the spirit. Ah, but where have you been all this while? Where have you been all this while? It's a similar phrase here. It's like, I, John, John is saying, I entered the spirit on the Lord's day. But where was he before? You see, we are born into the spirit. The born again experience is not physical. That's why your color does not change when you become born again. If you are becoming fairer when you become born again, we will get born again so many times. Isn't it? <laughs> we wouldn't have to take the medicines and use the whatever that people are using. Yesterday I was being told that some people have, uh, have put on all kinds of cream to become fair. And they want their children to also become fair at birth. So they take in some pills to... Paul, how do you say Paul in English? 
to to bleach the child in the womb before it comes out. Can you imagine? I didn't hear about. It. I heard the doctors were warning them not to stop all those things. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah, that's what is happening. The born again experience does not change. It doesn't change your size. If you were big, you don't become small. If you were small, you don't become big. You don't get more hits by virtue of the born again. It would have been a very serious thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's spiritual. You see, it's, it's, it's of the spirit. When, you, when someone comes standing and gets born again, or you preach to somebody and gives, gives their life to Christ and becomes born again, you don't see any physical man. There's nothing physical about it. There's some few things you may see, but it, it doesn't always happen. It's spiritual. Okay? We are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives in our bias. We are born of the word and of the spirit, which is a spiritual thing. We are born into the body of Christ. It's a spiritual Everything is spiritual. If you read in uh, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, he says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That is a spiritual kingdom. Yeah. And it's something that has actually happened. But it's all spiritual. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are in the spirit because of your new birth. You are living in two worlds at the same time. So even though you are here physically speaking, spiritually speaking too, you are alive to the spirit. You are awake in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. If you read in Romans chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible mentions that it says, But you are not in the, in the flesh. If so be that the spirit of him that raised Christ is in you. It says, You are in the spirit. It says, But Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Did I say 1 9? 8 9, rather. Sorry. 8 9. It says, But you are not in the flesh. Have you seen it? I said, It's either you believe in the word of God or you don't. But you are not in the flesh. So from now on, stop saying that I'm in the flesh. Because you are not in the flesh. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of us. Do you have the Spirit of Christ? Yeah. Do you have the Spirit of Christ? Yeah. Can you say you have the Spirit of Christ? If you say you have the Spirit of Christ, then you are of him. You are, you are of him. You originate from him. And because you originate from him, your, your spiritual senses are designed to automatically respond to him. And automatically hear from him. Hallelujah. 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 And that's where hearing from God starts from. Yeah. It starts from birth because we are in the Spirit. We are born in the spirit. We stay in the spirit. We don't come out of the spirit. We are always in the spirit. It's, up, it's actually up to you to walk after. That is different. That's a different thing. Walking after the spirit or walking after the flesh. That's another thing altogether. Not walking. We don't walk in the flesh. We walk after the flesh. Meaning that you allow the dictates of the flesh to rule you. Or you can allow the dictates of the spirit to rule you. It's two different things altogether. It's different from being in the flesh and being in the spirit. In means that that is where you live. That's where you dwell. And because you are in the spirit, you hear from God automatically. In, in John chapter 14, let's look at John chapter 14 um, from verse 15. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay? And he said something remarkable about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he shall send you another comforter. That's what the next verse says. I'll pray the Father, and he shall send you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Then verse 17, he says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Meaning that the world does not have any relationship with the Holy Spirit. Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Did he say you are trying to know him? He says, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. For ye know him. Ask anybody, but you know the Holy Spirit. If you know the Holy Spirit, how come you don't know his voice? 
Am I saying something too bad? Am I not quoting the scriptures to you? I've not said anything bad. I'm, I'm not aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Since they hear my voice, it's automatic. They hear my voice. So stop struggling to hear the voice of God. Stop telling you, but stop struggling. In fact, tell yourself, I cease from struggle, struggling today. Yeah, I hear the voice of God. We are not aliens when it comes to the voice of God because He is our Father and we are His, we are his children. And he's intelligent. I mean, which father would not want his son to hear him? I mean, I mean, what are you talking about? Your father wants to speak to you and he makes you suffer. He makes you ask for school fees. Then he looks at you like this. <laughs> and he'll tell you, go and fast and pray. He may even, not even tell you. It's like you don't even know what he... That's how a lot of Christians are living their lives. That's why a lot of Christians are living their lives. Like, God. And they pray, they, they pray without answers. They pray without Every time, God, talk to me. Speak to me, Lord. Speak. Ah, brother. God is like a radio. He's always talking. The trouble is with you keying in to hear what he's saying. It's not about he talking to you. That's what talking in the air. He's always talking. God is like a radio station. He's, always, he's on 24 hours a day. Always talking. It's actually now a choice to whether hear or not to hear. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand my message? Yeah. There are various means through which God speaks to us. Various. Number one is visions. Heavenly visions. Heaven, you can write them down. Number one, heavenly visions. I actually wrote notes on that one. So do you agree with the fact that God speaks to us? And the fact that we do hear his voice. Do you agree with that? I just showed it to you in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want to show you the various means by which he speaks. Okay? The various means by which he speaks. And I'm, I'm mentioning the voice that, sorry, heavenly visions. Heavenly visions. Heavenly visions. And normally when we talk about Hearing the voice of God or discerning the voice of God. That's, we, most of us think along that line about seeing a dramatic vision. How many of you have seen a dramatic vision since you became born again? Check, check around you. Everybody just look around you. It's a question. There are a lot of these are Christians. A lot of Christians here. We are, we are more than 50 here. So the question again. How many of you have seen an open vision since you became born again? I have, so let me lift my hand. Once. <laughs> Hallelujah. God does speak through open visions. He speaks to us through heavenly visions. It's there. But that's not the primary way. Okay? That's not the primary way. Normally when God talks to you like that, it's, it's because of something very important that is going to happen. And it, it normally has to do with ministry. If you check the whole of the Bible, you realize it has to do with ministry. It has to do with ministry. How many times did you see Moses seeing a burning bush? He saw it once. Isn't it? He saw it once. Hallelujah. How many times do you hear Paul falling off his horse and having a vision of Jesus Christ talking to him? He didn't see Jesus Christ physically, but his, the light was seen by all those who were there. And they all heard the sound, but they didn't hear the words. So the vision was for everybody. But the words... Jesus spoke in Hebrew. They were all Hebrew people. But only Paul understood the Hebrew tongue that Jesus spoke. 
because that message was designed for him. It wasn't for everybody. It was for him. Are you seeing it? God is an intelligent being. He's an intelligent being and he's a loving God. A loving father. If he wants to speak to you by a heavenly vision, he will bring it to you. None of the people who saw heavenly visions craved and prayed for it. You've been praying the wrong prayer. God, show me. And then there are people who continuously teach about how to see. Yes. Some people say you should use rotten, rotten oranges to wash your face five times a day and wash it upwards. There are some leaves people are using, like as you do that, you your eyes will be open to the other spirit. Which realm of the spirit are you talking about? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, because there are different realms. And there are different <laughs> you see, when, when the Bible talks about when we talk about uh, um, um, the, the realm of the spirit, we are talking about the realm of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> spiritual when we say the, the spiritual realm, spiritual realm is different from the realm of the spirit. Spiritual realm is the is the, have you ever gone to Voto Region before? Why are you laughing? It's a simple question. I mean, you can see people, there are festivals where people cut themselves and do all kinds of but they are not cutting. There's, there's a festival priest who can take his intestines out and dry them for the whole day and be walking around normally in the evening, you come and put it back. Physically, like he would take it out and put it's not a small thing. How are they doing it? Is it not something that transcends the normal, the normal, the flesh and all that? They are doing it by spirits, but not the spirit of God. So if you say spiritual realm, it's, it's a very big realm. But Christians are born again into the realm of the spirit, the realm of the Holy Spirit. And then we grow in the realm of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Not in the realm of just in, in, the other, in the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm yeah. So, vision. So don't, don't just it's like, oh, I want to see. Oh, I want to hear God. God, talk to me. Now, if, if you are God, <laughs> if it is you, let some angels show up right now. <laughs> you are making a mistake. Okay? Acts 26, verse 19. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. This is, this is Paul talking. He says, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly He saw a heavenly vision. And that's the vision I described to you. How that he says they were at noon they were they were they were riding their horse at noon day to Damascus to go and destroy Christians and on their way they saw a light that was brighter than the noonday sun and they all fell off their, their horses and they heard a sound but he was the only one who could hear the voice the, the words and the word spoke to him that do this and do that so it was a heavenly vision but it came in the form of words it came in the form of words. In Acts chapter 16, if you read from verse 6, the Bible mentions how that Paul, after they had finished their ministry in a certain place, they were on their way to another place, and the Holy Spirit resisted them and prevented them from going. And they were wondering, they would try to go to another place to Messiah, but it didn't work. The Holy Spirit resisted them. Then, in the evening, he, the Bible says he saw a vision, a man who was praying on his knees, and requesting and asking for them to come onto Macedonia. Then when he woke up, he realized that God is telling them to go to Macedonia. And they went to Macedonia and preached. That's how come the Corinthians and all those people received the word. Okay, so it was a heavenly vision, but it, ha it always has to do with the ministry from the scriptures. I mean, nobody had a heavenly vision concerning the beloved he's going to marry. I'm, I'm here to see it in the Bible. I don't know if you found one. Let me know if you don't you find one. Let me know. There's nothing like that. Show me my wife, Lord. <laughs> Of course, the Bible mentions that 
in the last days shall pour out the spirit and shall uh, uh, spread upon all flesh and your young men uh, your doctors shall prophesy and your, your son shall see visions and all that yes it's true they are visions but they are open visions okay heavenly visions there are different types of visions hallelujah <laughs> there are different types of visions for instance if i'm praying i see visions a lot when i'm praying in tanks every time as soon as i start praying i start seeing visions but the visions that i'm talking about are not like what paul and peter experienced peter had an open vision he was praying he was even hungry he was praying on the next floor of simon the tanner's house he was just praying praying he was hungry and decided that okay instead of sitting and complaining about the hunger let me just go up and go and pray so as he was praying god brought him a vision all those visions are brought by god you don't crave it you don't ask for it leave it be if God wants to communicate to you along that line, He will communicate to you along that line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, stop, stop the prayer you are praying. Change your prayer. Yeah. You, you, be, you, you will do well if you do that. Hallelujah. Yeah. He saw an open vision and saw a mat with many animals in there. God told him, kill and eat. He said, no, no, no I, I'm, I'm, I can't kill and eat. God was giving him instructions concerning the Gentiles and how that the Gentiles must come. That was how Cornelius got born again. Do you see? So most of the heavenly visions are related to ministry. Dramatic turns that God would want you to take in ministry. Things, because Peter was not used to that side. He, he knew that he was not supposed to talk to uh, Gentiles, let alone eat with them. But God wanted the Gentiles to be saved. So he had to do a drama, something dramatic for him to know that, hey, Charlie, this thing is true. It's really from God. Are you listening to me? Yeah. That's the first way God speaks. So God, we, we are not aliens when it comes to his voice at all. God speaks to us. So I'm just showing the various means and how to tell, how to know what's going on. The next one is uh, speaking to us directly. God speaks to us directly. Okay, that is when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. He does. I just mentioned it to you. He says that we know him. Isn't it? We know him. If you go to John chapter 16, go to John chapter 16. Let's read from verse 12. John 16 from verse 12. And that one too, you don't need to force yourself. It's natural. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. One of the Holy Spirit speaks is more authoritative. Do this. It's more direct now. Do this. Do that. Okay? Yeah. And watch out for it. Like I said, you don't have to do anything for it. We are his children. He talks to us. Oh, you, you don't, don't you understand that particular principle? Do you understand that particular It's very, very simple. You don't need to do anything for it. You don't need to. The reason why we fast and pray is because our, sometimes you realize that your world is too... There are too many things around you that are... Too, the, those voices are too loud. So you'd want to calm those voices down. That's why we take some time off. Not because God can't speak to us, but we want to hear God clearly concerning the matter. So we take some time off so that we can hear God clearly concerning that particular matter by fasting and, be, and we fast off people. Fasting, is, 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 fasting means abstinence. You can abstain from people, from your phone. So you put off your phone. You don't go for, you say we are going to pray somewhere for one day or for two days and your phone is on. You are just receiving calls. You've not, you've not done anything. You, your phone must be off always so that you can have some time with God. Yeah. And allow yourself to hear him properly. So, 
the trouble is not on God's side. The trouble is always on man's side. God is an intelligent being. He's smart. He knows how to communicate to you. If he talks to you in various, all these means and you're not getting it, then he comes into your dream. Hallelujah. <laughs> I have yet many things to say unto you. This is Jesus talking. You know Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. Jesus is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Holy Spirit is not a name. Holy Spirit responds to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Did he say you have to fast and pray? He says he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Then he says, for he shall not speak of himself. So the Holy Spirit does speak. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He speaks to us. And his voice is more authoritative. Why am I saying his voice is more authoritative? Let me show, give you an example, a classical example in the Bible, in Acts chapter 8. Okay? Go to Acts chapter 8 concerning Philip. Philip the evangelist. He was a deacon at this point. Acts chapter 8, let's read from verse 29. It's easier from verse 29. Philip had gone to Samaria to go and preach and everything because there was persecution in, in Israel, in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad. And when we were going, he, he went to Samaria to go and preach. And Samaria got born again because they saw signs, miracles, and all that happening. And when they heard that Samaria had been born again, they sent the, the, the apostles John, uh, Peter, and John to go and pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And when they, they received the Holy Spirit, Philip went on. He went ahead to another place. As he was going, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and told him to go to Azatos. Okay, in that place, the Bible mentions the angel of the Lord. Go up. Go to, go to verse, this is 29. So go to, go to 26. 26. He says, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, the angel of the Lord is talking about is actually the Holy Spirit. Okay? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. If you read in the Old Testament, that's the reference that is given to the Holy Spirit over the period. So he used, because it was the early days of the New Testament, he used that same term. He says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. He was showing him what to do. He was showing him what to do. Go here. Go and stand here. More is authority, it's directional. You understand? It's directional. It's not. It's not. Uh, 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 when the Holy Spirit is conversing with your spirit, it's conversational. That's why you can have sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You can have the Holy Spirit tell you, I love you. And you can say, I love you back. You can say, good morning, like Benihin taught us. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And you respond to good morning. And you talk about casual things, matters that are, just you talk about your shorts, how that this short shall is not good. You have to wear new ones. I mean, I don't know if you have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can talk to you about your hairstyle. As you're going to do your head, the Holy Spirit will tell you, this hairstyle is not good at all. Do this particular one. Yeah, that's fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That, it, enrich, it helps you to be able to have your spirit to have a sweet communion with the Holy Spirit. That's different. But this is the voice of the Spirit of God instructing you and telling you what to do per time and where to go per time. Which is re- you really need that, need that in your life. Yeah. You understand? And this, this, this is what Philip experienced. This, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Next verse. And he arose and went. He didn't even explain to him what he would see. He just, Philip just went. And behold, the man of Ethiopia, and you know, of great authority, and uh, Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for, for to worship. God just, Jesus, the Holy Spirit just told him, Go, go and stand there. It happens to us sometimes. Sometimes you are, you are ministering. 
initial spirit ministry, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Go and, go and see this girl. You don't know what, what he even wants next. So you just go and stand by her. Then when you obey that instruction, he starts, he continues to another level. If you don't obey the first one, you will not experience the next one. Hallelujah. Bishop Oedipo has a story concerning how the Holy, when he started hearing the Holy Spirit for himself. Okay? When he started hearing, listening, not rather listening in properly. He said he was in his room praying. And the Holy Spirit told him instructively, move out of your room and walk towards this, this road. So he just moved out of his room and started walking. You can't explain. He just started walking. And as he was going, when he got to a junction, the Holy Spirit told him, go to the right. Then he went to the right. When he got to the right, he told him, go to another junction, go to the left. He went to the left. Go to another place. Go to the right again. Then when he was going, he realized that it was an, it was an end. It was a, a, a closed road. So he was like, ah, what's, what's the meaning of this? When he got there, he heard some people praying on the left. So he decided to go up there and go and see what... At that point, the Holy Spirit stopped talking. So did, by, his, by the intuition, his spirit, he decided to just climb up. When he climbed up, he went to see his friends that he had not seen in the last one week, who had relocated from where they were without telling him. They were friends with him, but they are relocated to this new place, and they are not told him, and the Holy Spirit had brought him there. Yeah. So when he walked into the meeting, he said, ah, the Holy Spirit brought me here. The Holy Spirit brought me here. They were so happy to see him. And they allowed him to speak. Before he stopped speaking, they were praying in tongues. Like the word that he shared with them was so powerful. They started praying in tongues. Giddy, 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 giddy. And he left them praying and went back to his house. That's how he left. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Speaking to you and showing you what to do. Pastor Chris also mentioned a story like that. How that he, he, he was in his room studying in school. He was just studying. He was an architect. So he was studying architectural stuff. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him, get out of the room. So he went out of the room. When he got outside, the Holy Spirit told him, go towards the park. So he went towards the park. When he got there, there were people praying, about 10 of them praying. Then he said, stop them from praying. So he, he stopped. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Okay. What are you? How? Then when he, so when he stopped them, he was waiting to hear what the Holy Spirit would say next. And they were all looking at him. They were stunned like, ah, how, come, how can you just come here and come and stop us? So as we were there, the Holy Spirit to him, go to this lady. So he walked to the lady. They had all stopped praying. They were all looking at him. He went to the lady. When he got to the lady, the Holy Spirit told him, tell her to speak. Then he told her, speak. Then the lady started speaking. I have people in this place. No, no. First of all, she said, uh, I am the Lord. And I have people in this place. And I want to speak to my people. Then, at that point, the Holy Spirit stopped talking to him. So he had to continue with the communication of the Holy Spirit with the Spirit. Which is the next way of uh, 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 being led by God. Or the voice of God. Hallelujah. So he asked, he asked who, who, who are you? Which people are you talking about? Then the Spirit, actually it wasn't the Spirit of God, it was something else. But the Spirit called himself, I'm the Spirit of the Lord. But the Spirit of the Lord means nothing. Lord means owner. So if you say, I'm the Spirit of the Lord, which Lord are you talking about? Do you understand? So who are you? Then he mentioned, that the Spirit mentioned his name. And said, I have people here. 
and they are all mine. Hey. <laughs> but I was talking about, he said that was the first encounter of demons and casting out demons. Yeah. And he spoke to the spirit, told it to come out, and he came out. The person became fine. At that time, everybody was praying. I mean, everybody had to just, like something strange is happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's instructed. That's how I started the ministry. That's how I started pastoring. I had strict instructions. Do this. People's lives depend on it. I didn't see any heavenly vision, like physical, a bush. My wall was on fire. <laughs> Lord, who art thou? <laughs> and then it's, because the devil can do that. The Bible says that even the devil is transformed into an angel of light. Yes, it's in the Bible. Even he is transformed into an angel of light because of deception. He wants to deceive God's children. All those who depend on physical evidences to know that God is talking to them have a problem. There's something wrong. Because that's not the first way. You see. Yeah, God told me. I was just praying. I was just in my room. God told me, brother, do this particular thing. Just do it. That was what I heard. Just do it. And I started. And it's worked. Up to date. It's still working. Sometimes I'll be there. People don't know why I'm, it's like I'm very, I'm behaving in an urgent manner. Because it's instructions. You hear instructions. Do this. I remember when we were building this building we were talking about. I had strict instructions from the Holy And I couldn't explain what it was. Strict instructions. Do this now. Do it in six months. So come and see us. He said the supplies for six months after six months to see it. I couldn't tell I could I couldn't tell everybody. And truly after six within six months, we're able to if you should see the building, it was built in six months. It's not possible. Physically speaking, it's not possible. It was done in six months. Right now I have a project. God has told me you have another six months because the supplies for six months. Yes. At the beginning of the month, God, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. These are instructions. Don't depend on this. I'll bring supply from this. You will not know where to come from. The supply just came. I was shocked. I was like, hey. Those are instructions. It's more, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it's more instructive. So in verse 29, says, the Spirit said unto him, go near and join thyself to the chariot. When he got to the chariot, Philip knew what to do. He knew he was supposed to share the word of God with the person. Do you understand? It's more instructive. He tells you, do this. Go here. And when you start listening and doing what he says you should do, the more you, you, you do that, the more responsive you become. And the easier it is to work with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then the next one is the inward witness. That's what I've been talking about, the inward witness. That's your, your spirit and the Holy Spirit. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. In all the spirit, we are not separate from the Holy Spirit. We are one with the Holy Spirit. We have become one new creation. Okay? He says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not sitting somewhere in you. When we say God is in you, it doesn't mean that God is sitting somewhere and you are also sitting somewhere in the same room inside your body. And you talk every now and then. No. The Holy Spirit is fused with you. You are one spirit with him. So there's a divine mingling that has occurred. You understand? And the Holy Spirit communicates with your spirit. There's a, there's, a, there's a divine communion between you and the Holy Spirit. Divine talking. Talking between you and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Read Romans, Romans 8, 17. Very beautiful scripture. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Go to, go to 14. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. He says, we receive the Holy Spirit. Next verse. The Spirit himself, bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So, there's, there's a, the Holy Spirit is inside us. We are one with him, and he bears witness with our spirits. Concerning the most important thing in your life. This is the first spiritual encounter that you have in your life. And I want to let you know that this is really true. Is the Holy Spirit. So if he bears witness with you concerning something as important as, as this, how about every other thing in your life? How do I know I'm born again? How do I know that when I die today, I'll go to heaven? I don't care about death like that. Because I know where I'm going to. I care about others and their death. As for me, death is gain for me. It's not loss. It's gain. One of my elders died just a few months ago. He was 26. He just had a car accident and died. Do you know what he was doing the night before? He prayed. It was... Wednesday night into Thursday night. He prayed from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. From when? How many of you do that? Wednesday night into Thursday, you are praying throughout the night. He prayed throughout the night and died on Thursday morning. Can you imagine? Do you think it is loss or gain? It is gain for him. It is gain for him. Praying and speaking in time, and he, you see, he's been taught right, so he will not speak. He will not pray foolishly. <laughs> there are who pray amiss. They are praying throughout the night and their prayer is, God, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? <laughs> my God, my God, because they saw it in the scriptures, they want to pray the same thing. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? What are you talking about? That's not a correct prayer. You are praying the wrong way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's gain, isn't it? So the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, bears witness best witness with our spirit that we are children of God and therefore best witness in every other case every other case okay yeah so sometimes you just be there that's what God will just be bang. just do this sometimes in driving I'm driving I like driving fast I don't know why but I just like driving fast and I like driving I just drove from Eastern region this morning to Ashanti region early this morning I came to preach Slept a little, woke up, prepared, and came here. I like driving. I'm going to drive throughout the day on Thursday to Accra and drive throughout the place and come back on Friday. I like it. <laughs> drive fast. Sometimes I'll be driving. Then I'll just know. Take your leg off the, the, <laughs> the, the whatever accelerator. When I take my leg off, uh, something will happen. And I'll just go through without any problem. Hallelujah. Inward witness. Inward witness. That's how you find your beloved. Inward witness. Inward witness. Inward witness. You just know. You can't explain what it is. You, you may not have the whatever physical evidences to show that this is the person God wants you to. But you just know that this. And you can't attribute it to visions. If you come and tell me that you've seen a vision concerning somebody, you are lying. <laughs> Actually, God is not interested in such things. To be honest, because he, he wants you to depend on the inward witness to tell where to go, what to do, and all those things. You understand? What, what work should I do? It's inward witness. You will just know that go here. You just know. Which, which one should I specialize in? You will just know. The more you wait on God and pray, the more you know, you know that you are supposed to go in this direction. Hallelujah. Now, all these things are controlled by the last two I'm going to mention. You see, I've mentioned heavenly visions. I've mentioned directly. Spirit. That's why God speaking to us directly. I've mentioned inward witness. The next one is the word of God. 
God speaks to us through his word. And all these, like, like I said, all the first three are controlled by this particular one. And the next one, the fifth one that I'm going to talk about. Okay, the word of God. If you read in Psalm 119 verse 105. Look at Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy word, say thy word. Since thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How can you trust when you see an open vision that it is really from God? And how can you trust when you hear the Spirit of God talk to you, whether it's really the Holy Spirit? How can you discern whether this is the true voice? The true voice is discerned and determined through the word of God because the word of God is the, is the truth. The word of God is truth. Truth is the word. Truth is reality. When the Holy Spirit, when he spoke about the Holy Spirit, and said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he shall lead you into all reality. He was talking about the word of God. The word of God is truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the word. So the word of God is the divine guide that shows you whether you are hearing the right thing or the wrong thing. Sometimes people come and come and tell us that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. What do you say you should do? The Holy Spirit spoke to me that I should marry this person. And guess what? Guess what? The person they are talking about is a shatter girl. Do you know a shatter girl? Like she's not correct at all. And they say that the Spirit of God spoke to me again that I will change her. Through me she shall change. So we examine it in the light of the scriptures and realize that what well, brother what you are saying there's not there's something wrong there's light and that there's something wrong how can light and darkness exist together in in second corinthians chapter chapter six yeah from verse 14 he tells you so the word of god is the guide it shows you says that where does a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path but it says be not unequally be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers so why do you want to marry the unbeliever and you come and tell us that it is the Holy Spirit who spoke to you. Where did you meet him to speak to you like that? Because the Holy Spirit will never speak anything outside of his word. So the word of God is the, is the divine way of discerning the truth, the, real, the reality. Whether the vision is really from God and the, the voice is really from God. And that the witness you're having is really the witness of the Spirit. And not your voice, the voice of your emotions. Or your senses or your mind talking to you. The word of God is the means to determine, to see, to discern. Now, this is the real thing. This, this is not correct. So we examine it in the light of the scriptures. Whatever experience we have must be examined in the light of the scriptures. Our experiences must fall in line with the word. Not the other way around. Not the word of God fall in line with the experience. A lot of people want the, the word of God to fall in line with the experience. Some people say that, oh God, I saw a vision and God told me that this sickness is from him. And he has put it on me to teach me a lesson. He wants me to be humble. There's something wrong with the vision you saw or the voice you heard. There's something clearly wrong. Clearly wrong. We have to examine it in the scriptures. When we examine, we realize that, brother, what you're saying is wrong. Because when Jesus came, Jesus is God, when he came on the earth, a leper saw him in Mark and, and, and asked him, Lord, do you, want, do, you, I says, do you want to heal me? I want to be healed. Do you want to heal me? And Jesus said, I will. I will. Meaning that God is always willing to heal. No matter what, he's always willing to heal. And he does not use sickness as a means of teaching his children a lesson. Not at all. So you can't say that. So which the holy maybe it's an evil it's an evil ghost not the holy ghost it's an evil ghost not the holy ghost something else hallelujah, hallelujah. people say all kinds of things all kinds of things all kinds of things what are the people, things people say if someone come and tell you oh pastor hmm. pastor then they speak in tongues <laughs> Pastor, God is telling me not to work. 
God is telling me not to work again in my life. And that he will give me, he will feed me like he fed Elijah at the brook Cherub. You see, they are using, they will, not, they will use King James, whatever. Brook Cherub. Hey. What are you talking about? Are you sure? Yes, Pastor. Jesus. Yes, Pastor, it's true. Hey. So we examine it in the light of the scripture. The Bible says that the one who does not work should not eat. No contribution, no chop is in the Bible. <laughs> it says, tell all those who are lazy and don't want to do anything that they should, they should work and feed themselves with their own hands. Then in Acts chapter 20, verse 33, he says that, you yourself said, you yourself know how that these hands of mine have worked and labored and have fed me and ministered to the ones of those who are around me. Don't say that you will not do anything. You must do something. So your vision does not correspond with the word of God. So we know where to place you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why you start off by knowing the scriptures. You start off by knowing the scriptures. Without the scriptures, you would not have any, stop busying yourself about having any vision. Start knowing, by the, the, knowing the scriptures. The scriptures are the voice of God. You see, I'm speaking English now. Therefore, you can understand because all of you can understand English. God also has a language that he speaks. The language that God speaks is his word. How many of you can speak and gang, can understand gang? Anyako. Hey. Me down in Kenya, we got few. Kuni, Bemeni, Nuga, Ameliake, Manama Jame, a gummy. You see, those who understand are laughing. But those who don't understand, am I, is it not a language I'm speaking? Is it a language? Said bona fide legitimate language. But you can't understand because your mind has not been trained to understand Ga. Your mind has been trained to understand English. So even though I'm speaking a language, you cannot hear me because you don't know the language. You've not learned the language. Same thing. God cannot speak to you if you've not learned his language. His language is his word. He speaks only in his word. He doesn't speak in any other language. He speaks only his word. That's all he speaks. If it's a heavenly vision, it's his word. If it's divine whatever, the Holy Spirit speaking, it's his word. It will not be outside of his word. The Holy Spirit will not ask you, go and fall into the sea. Or hang yourself. Pastor, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. What did he say? He says, I should go and fall into the sea. And he'll show me his glory. <laughs> if you can't show his glory in the house, then be there. So clearly there's something wrong for the world to swallow you so that you become like Jonah. There's, something, there's nothing like that. The language that God speaks is his word. And every single vision, every single voice you hear must be examined in the light of God's word. You can't say, Pastor, the Holy Spirit spoke to me that I should go and steal from a bank. I should be a bank robber. So that I can help the poor. You want to be like Robin Hood. <laughs> probably watch Robin Hood's movie recently. You know there's a new movie, Robin Hood. There's done another one. But probably you watch that one and movies can even determine what, how, how you behave. You can watch a movie and it will enter you. <laughs> and you realize that as you are walking, you are walking like the, the, the protagonist, the antagonist in the, in the movie. Or the, some, something, you just be walking like the killer. Or the blue man. Because the movie can just dictate. Hallelujah. Yeah, the series that we watch. You can watch a series, uh, a uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Before I realize, you're behaving like Denarius Stoneborn, something. When you, you fast and furious, you feel like jumping out of the car. <laughs> There's something wrong. Hallelujah. So the word of God shows you and guides you. Do you see? It shows you and guides you. But the next one. Is the voice of your shepherd, the voice of your pastor. It's a major way that God leads you. And it's a determining factor for every one of them. 
determine whoever you are listening to matters a lot. Who you are speaking to will aid you or unaid you in hearing from God. Have you ever read in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and chapter 3 concerning the little boy Samuel? How, he started, how God started talking to him the first time? Let me show it to you. Okay, so let's read 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 3. Let's read from verse 4. Okay, go up. Go to, let's read from verse 1 so that it makes more sense. This is very important because it determines, how every, he, it determines whether you are hearing the true voice of God or not. I've showed you. The word of God is the determining factor. You can't come and say foolish things. When, when I was going on, before I got married, my wife is beautiful. I'm blessed. It's very serious. You see, the, when you wake up in the morning, well, it's like you're happy you got married. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> there are some people, when they wake up, they're not happy. They're like, ah, who are you? How did you end up in my bed? Who, who are you from? Where are you from? Oh, but when I wake up, I'm happy that... She's lying by me. You, you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Before we got married, she was a medical student just like you are now. And there were guys in the church who were interested and were using various means to try to. Visions. It's not a small thing. One guy who described himself as a prophet would come and come and sit in front of her at, uh, uh, what was the name of the hostel? The one, Lane. Yeah, Lane. She was in room seven, I think. Yes. Why are you in room seven? The way I seen ish. I can remember. It's a long time ago. It's more than ten years ago, but I can still remember. Yeah. And she, he will come and sit there, and say, "The Lord says I'm to marry you. God says I should marry you. And if we don't marry, something bad will happen to you." Yes, life. It's not a joke. Life. Life with threats, all kinds of things. But if you don't know the voice of God, you you succumb to you say that oh. I say he, she, he's a prophet. So let's just follow. And you follow it to your grip. You see, marriage is a very risky thing. You don't know what the person's planning. Nobody can see what is in the other person's head. You don't know if your wife is planning to kill you. How will you know? It has happened so many times. Have you heard of daddy's salt? There was a, a house. Then the man died after some years. And the, the daughter of the, the man was the one who made them arrest the mother. Because the mother had special salt for the husband with bottles, grounded bottles inside the salt. So when they finish cooking, she'll fetch the man's soup and then tell the daughter, take daddy's salt for me. And they'll take daddy's salt and they'll put it inside the salt. And they'll be eating a normal one. After some time, the bottles just messed up his, his intestines and he died. And investigations got them to know that, oh, there's the daddy's or the daughter said, oh, that we've been giving daddy some salt. Yeah, you never know. There are two prayers you can pray in marriage. Lord, kill him for me. <laughs> oh Lord, thank you, Lord, for what you have given to me. Make sure you pray the latter, not the former. Hallelujah. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. So Samuel was already, he already knew God. In that sense, he was already ministering to the Lord. Okay? And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Verse 2. And it came to pass at the, at the time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax them that he could not see. Verse 3. And ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. So Samuel was sleeping before the ark. He was sleeping. Next verse. And the Lord, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, here am I. God called him. This was the first time God was exposing him to the next level. This is not the normal inward witness at all. This is calling into ministry and calling into the prophetic office. Okay? So he said, here am I. 
And he ran unto Eli. The boy ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Why? Because God was not talking with another person's voice. God was talking with the voice of the one she knew. Or he knew, rather. God will always talk to you with the voice of the minister of God in your life. <laughs> you are surprised. The voice that was coming sounded like Eli's voice. That is why the boy stood up and went straight to Eli. Because it was Eli's voice. But when you go to Eli, Eli said, hey, 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 I've not called you. Go, go, go back and go and sleep. Ah. <laughs> And, sleep. and he sent him back. And he went and lay down. Next verse. Verse 6. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel, and someone arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not my son. Lie down again. Go, go, go and lie down. Next verse. And now someone did not yet know the Lord. Someone did not yet know the Lord. Now he's not talking about no, because the boy was in the temple. How can he not know God? This is another level of knowledge. He had not had intimacy with God, he had not yet known the voice of the Lord. He had not been trained. He had not been educated as yet concerning how to relate to God. Hallelujah. Neither was the word of the Lord revealed yet revealed unto him. So this, it was not yet revealed. The word of the Lord was not yet revealed to him. God had not yet spoken to him. Next verse. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time and he rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. You did call me. You called me. How can you say you didn't call me? You called me. You went three times. And God did not stop him when he was on his way. As Samuel was going, God is say, Hey, Samuel, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Come back. It is me who is talking to you. Why are you no. God watched for him to run to Eli. Because of something that Eli needed to teach the boy. Something very important. If you are not taught, you will not know. You live in life, you struggle for a long time. Because it is with your pastor. It is with the man of God sent from God to you. Hallelujah. He didn't stop him. He allowed him to go. And Eli taught him. Look at what. Very simple. But if you are not taught, you have a problem. God can talk to you. God can help you. This, this is a higher level. Okay? And Eli perceived that the boy, that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he, if he called thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. As just these words, speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. No. Uh, couldn't God have told him on his way? God could have told him, but God, it, it's, it's a man who's supposed to do that. A man must aid you because God will speak to you in a man's voice. A lot of instances he will talk to you in a man's voice because there are men he has anointed who has God for you. Do you know what God told Aaron? He said, Aaron, Moses is as God unto you. Moses has God. If you listen to him, you'll be fine. Do you know what caused Lot to have problems in his life? As of Genesis chapter 13, Lot was a rich man. Rich man. Not because God had spoken to him or he had heard God. Having a heavenly vision like Abraham had. No, he was just following Abraham. And because he was following Abraham, every prosperity that Abraham experienced, he experienced. Until the point when he decided to leave and chose to go his own way. And when he did that, the Bible says that he, lo he lost everything and ended up in a cave with two of his children. Who slept with him? And produce children Ammon and, and Moab after him, who were a constant in the flesh for Israel. Yeah, he went out of the will of God. Why? Because he left where he was supposed to be. He stopped listening to the man he was supposed to listen to. There's always a man designed for you to hear. Your the voice of God is inside that man. As he speaks, you hear. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. Where you are supposed to go is is there. I can choose a wife for people. I have sons and daughters I can choose why I can say, marry this person to help you. No mind the person they realize it's the will of God for their lives. You see, you may not you may not like what I'm saying because you don't know. You have to be trained. You have to be trained. And I, just, I don't just call anybody. They are here. They, they, they're happy. I know happy. They're happy. Someone say, oh, if they, even if they are not happy, they cannot say it because we are here. <laughs> Your mind. Speak, Lord, for thy servant here. It's very important. It's very, very important. You know, if you read, most of you think that Moses' miracles were worked with Moses' rod. Whose rod turned into a serpent before God? Whose, whose rod turned a serpent, became a serpent before God? It was Moses. Only Moses was there. Moses was the only one who had that vision with God. He was the only one there with God. And it was his rod that he put. This was after he had seen the burning bush. He got close to the burning bush and God started talking to him. And when God spoke to him, he told him, I have two, three evidences for you. If you speak the word and you don't believe, put your rod down. It will turn into a serpent. And he asked him, put his rod, put it down before me. When he put it down, he became a serpent right before his eyes. And he moved away. And God told him, pick it by the tail. You see, because even in right in the presence of God, you can die. The serpent can bite you. <laughs> pick it up by the tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter was sinking right before Jesus. And Jesus had to catch him quickly. Right before him. If you don't do the right things, you'll be in trouble. He picked it by the, by, the, by, the, by, the, by the tail. And then he told him, put your hand into your bosom. When he did, he took it out. He had become leprous. And he said, this is another sign. If you don't believe the first one, do this one. Because he believed the first one, he didn't do the second one. So he put it back and it came out. As whole as the other one. But when they got before Pharaoh, whose, whose stick or whose rod became a serpent? It was Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod prior to that time had never turned into a serpent. Never. But because Moses was as God for him, it was his rod that turned into a serpent. Aaron's rod was used to work the miracles 80% of the time, not Moses' rod. Read your Bible carefully, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked that these things are in the Bible and that you have been watching the wrong children's movie. Jesus, you realize that you've been watching something. Yeah. Every one of them, almost it was Aaron's rod that was, he used to hit the ground and the flies came. It was Aaron's rod. And Aaron was doing the talking. God told him, Aaron, when it comes to you, Moses is as God to you. If you listen to him, you are listening to me. Hey, can you believe that? So they are men sent by God into your life. That's how I've, I've been. I've been led like that for so many years. So many years. I go to those who God has given to me. Every year I go to them. I sit and hear physically. That's apart from the videos and the audios I listen to. I listen. Every time I'm listening. This morning I was listening to my father and the Lord. I don't joke with him. He's a prophet of God in my life. When he says this, it hap- when he says this is going to happen, it is God who is talking to me. I don't go and think about God. So you see, what, what do you think about all these things that this man is saying? I don't know what. Uh, no, 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 no. And that's how I've been led. I've been led like that. I've been led like that. He tells me this is going to happen. Go here. Do this one this way. And yeah, it just happens. It just happens. When nothing looked like it was going to work, he told me, brother, it will work. Don't worry, relax, go and sleep. It will work. If you are fasting, not fast because of this work. Just fast because of something else. And when it comes to this particular ministry, it will work. And it has worked over the years. I know whose prayer is making a thing work. There's someone's prayer. It's not my prayer. I mean, I sleep. I, I like sleeping a lot. I don't, I don't pray much. 
Maybe I don't pray my Bible. I pray, I pray, I pray more than you do. <laughs> but I sleep a lot. Hallelujah. There's a man whose hands are lifted. You know, Moses sat on the, on the mountain. He was initially was standing. His hands were lifted. And as he, his hands were lifted, Joshua was winning the battle in the battleground. Why? Because as a man, he's related to spiritually speaking. What the man does affects him immediately. Positively. I'm not talking about negative things. Positively. You see? Because these are oracles of God. So let the man, let whosoever speak, speak as the oracle of God. These are oracles of God. They are shepherds that God has given to us to guide us. To guide us. To guide us. Sometimes people are confused. I've had people confused. I don't know. Pastor, should I join this? Should I do that? Should I do that? Said, oh, just do this. Do this. It will be fine. Don't worry. I mean, I'll not talk to you like. Okay, go and do this. No. You see, I may be talking. You don't even know that God is speaking to you. I may be talking. Normal. Hey, me. Normal. I'm not. I, live, I know I live in the spirit, so I don't have to do anything special to let you know that what I'm saying is from the spirit. No, I don't have to do... I'm not a comfort versus priest. It's versus priest who do things. They do a lot of show. Before they speak, they speak one word, one sentence. One sentence. Then they'll put power on the... Then they'll come... Then they'll say one thing. Then they'll do that for another 20 minutes and say another one thing. That's how some of our prophets are behaving now. You have to do all kinds of things what they can say. No, it's not supposed to be. We are always in the spirit. Hallelujah. See, I'll be guided by the true voice of God. Yeah. The pastor can tell you, brother, what you are doing is wrong. What you are doing is wrong. It's, you are being a foolish boy. Change what you are doing. Why are you change it to help? If you don't change it, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. So take these nuggets for yourself and watch yourself grow knowing and discerning the true voice of God every time and you cannot miss the mark you can only, this is what God is telling me to tell you, that you cannot miss the mark if you do what it's telling you to do you just go the right way you find yourself in the right relationships you find yourself doing the right thing because the word of God is guiding you yeah and the voice of the servant of God in your life is also guiding you in Jesus name, rise up on your feet and let's just thank God for this glorious opportunity that he has given us thank him for his word God bless you for listening Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.